Okay, so here we are. This is Laura, and you're listening to the rightwoman.org podcast. So yesterday, the Senate voted for no additional witnesses. Personally, I thought they should have allowed them just for the heck of it. It would have been entertaining, but I get it. Why waste precious time and also financial resources? At the end of the day, the longer it takes, the more they are not fulfilling their job duties, which are much more important. And also it's costing taxpayers so much money. So yes, it would have been entertaining, but it probably was the sound decision there. Uh, Furthermore, letting the Democrats call witnesses wasn't exactly going to stop them. Um, They're already on to their next desperate scam. So even had they allowed witnesses, it, it just wouldn't have stopped them. It it would have continued. It, that, that wouldn't have put an end to it. Um, right now, the, Democrat, the Democrats are fuming. They've failed with Russiagate. They failed with Ukraine Gate, And now, the impeachment sham. It's all lies. They're just desperate. They're just trying to do anything that they can. It's just so annoying, especially when your friends on Facebook complain that there were no witnesses when in the House the Republicans asked for Schiff to testify and the Democrats blocked it. And then when they asked for Hunter Biden and the alleged whistleblower, they said no. So why are they getting upset now? Again, it's just very annoying. And I certainly welcome people to not complain if they don't have the information to do so. Uh, This is just going to keep happening, though. It's not going to end. It's going to be another four over four years really of this happening and nancy pelosi has already said she won't accept the senate acquitting the sham impeachment and threatening to take further action so she's already said blatantly that she's just going to keep going and they're just going to keep on trying to impeach the president or do whatever they can the democrats are basically saying this is never going to stop And they're just going to keep on going. If you're anything like me, you should already be extremely annoyed. Like, how can anyone not possibly be sick and tired of this? It's the same thing over and over and over. Just anything, anything the president does. Literally, if President Trump woke up and said that he was going to give everyone free health care, suddenly they would be against it. No matter what he says. They will go against it. And it's frustrating every day. How? How do they have the energy to every day wake up and think, what can I blame President Trump for today? And this is not just Democrats in the House or the Democrats in the Senate or any politicians. This is the media. This is everyone. And it's just annoying. What we all should want is what's best for America. This is petty. It's sad. Move on. Discussing complete and utter insanity. You've probably already heard Elizabeth Warren has vowed to get help from a nine-year-old transgender boy in picking her secretary of education. Think about that for just one second. I'm going to say it again. She wants a nine-year-old transgender boy to help her pick 
her secretary of education. So a nine-year-old with a mental illness is going to make decisions on matters of national importance. Really? We've already got a bartender trying to fix our economy. Now we're going to have a nine-year-old picking the secretary of education? Oh boy, this is just utterly ridiculous. And I can now earnestly say that Elizabeth Warren must have a severe mental issue because between her lies and her incredulous statements, it's impossible for her to be mentally stable. It's just not possible. So moving on in the world of crazy, CNN made the claim that the coronavirus task force is another example of Trump's administration's lack of diversity. Really? So here's an example of waking up and trying to find something to blame the president for. So you really care what the people on a task force look like? Who the hell cares? As long as they're going to be the best at fighting the virus? I, don't, I honestly don't care what color, what, sh- what shade their skin is, where they're from, what they look like. Are they fat? Are they skinny? Are they tall? Are they short? I don't care what religion they belong to. If they can get the job done, amazing. <laughs> Again, leading me to, will this ever end? Sadly, it looks like the answer is no. I mean, well, it will end one day, but not in the foreseeable future, as the Democrats have already made it clear that they're just going to keep doing this, they're just going to keep going, and they're just going to make everyone's life miserable, and eventually we're just going to ignore them, and whatever they say won't matter. Because at the end of the day, what really matters is for our country to be successful, for us to be happy. This is all nonsense. Now, in other, and, and it just keeps getting worse, I feel like. In more uh, insane news, apparently saying that people should not eat bats is considered offensive to Chinese people. Of course, this coming from a white person. So it, with the recent events and occurrences, it seems like white people can't have an opinion on other nationalities, skin colors, whatever. That's become a thing now. So I don't know how much credibility we can give to this person um, by their own standards. But yeah, saying that you shouldn't eat bats is considered offensive. Leading me to the conclusion, everyone is batty. (laughs) Fact. Okay. So moving on, and again, we're continuing this theme of insanity here. Uh, I'm going to read a post uh, made on Facebook by a college student who is hoping to enlighten us. And she writes, White Latinas cannot and should not be identifying as women of color because of their cultural heritage and ethnicity. Skin color is different from nationality and regionality. Skin color is different from culture and heritage. 
White Latinas asserting or claiming that they share experiences with black and brown Latinas, therefore they can speak on behalf of brown and black Latinas, is not just fundamentally inaccurate, but exploitative of black and brown bodies. A common misunderstanding that is mainly at the fault of our general education system is treating the terms white and American synonymously. There are white people that are not American and American people that are not white. Race and nationality, regionality, are exclusive terms and should be discussed as separate concepts. They can certainly be introduced in the same discussion, but there needs to be an emphasis on the distinction between the two. These terms intermingle a lot. They are both part of an intersectionality dialogue, albeit they are not the same. They are not identical. Please, for the love of God, stop saying you're a woman of color if your skin is white and you are a Latina. You are still Latina. You are not gringa or North American. American is also another term we need to unpack collectively, seeing that America is not just North America. Latin America is also America. Central and South Americans are Americans, lol. But we've generally deemed the term exclusive to those residing in the U.S. of A. That's a whole nother discussion, though, lol. You should be able to, at minimum, find 20 holes in that logic instantaneously. So I suppose, according to her, we should call black people black U.S. Americans and not refer to them as African Americans. Okay. What happens if you're white and are from Africa? Are you not an African American? Or are you a white African. Who knows? I could go on for hours, but I won't. I'll spare you. Again, thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you subscribe and give us a great rating. And I look forward to recording the next one.